I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden pause in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. <laughs> oh, is he a caveman? Because it's suddenly clubbed up on. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with a dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> G'day and welcome. This is Golf. Andrew Datto is my name. Nice to have your company. Uh, I feel as if I'm disappearing quite quickly down a rabbit hole or into a vortex or somewhere I'm not necessarily happy with where I'm going. You see, this is the thing of podcasts and talking to golfing enthusiasts. You talk to one bloke and he'll introduce you to another guy. So I spoke with fashion designer Matt Burns, who's got his own golf apparel range. You might have heard that podcast. He's a lovely bloke. He tells me about the old salty dogs who have got a website and they've followed their dream of working together in golf and then putting old stuff together. They had to clarify something. So they've got this made in Queensland. So they said, look, we'll call him. They called him the big fella or something. His name is Matthew Cross. And that's who I'm talking to today. Matt Cross is a normal, everyday guy. And he's a collector. So he's not really. He's a busted unit. He's a collector. He loves collecting golf stuff. So I thought, let's talk to him. Matthew Cross. I don't know how many sets he's got. uh, But he's got a lot. And it's good gear. You can see his stuff on Instagram. And we'll get to that. So... We started where, I always like to start, where we ask the question, how did you get into golf? This is Matthew Cross. How did golf bite you? Uh, probably realistically through the big brother. He's uh, he's about 12 years older than me and he was, he's a very good golfer. Grew up at uh, Kapira Golf Club here in Brisbane and... Uh, because he's a bit older than me, 12 years, I grew up, big, large family. You know, last I was the last kid of five. And he was always either studying, as far back as I can remember, he was either studying to be a chartered accountant or playing golf. Right. 
And Did he, he have dreams of being a like? Was you said he was good? Was he? Did have stars in his eyes about being a pro golfer, or was um, I mean, like I know your dad was a tennis player and a very good tennis player. So was there a, a I want to be a pro theme in your family? I think because of who he grew up with. So he grew up at Kapira. Kapira was spitting out pros for fun back in those days. They had the senior brothers, the Taylors, Robbie. Oh, Peter Senior. Peter Senior. Yeah, Jeff Senior. I think yep. the younger brother Lenny. Um, and you know. I think even Jeff Woodland even came out of Kapira at that same stage. Yeah. Um, and I think Peter was the one that he sort of gravitated to. Who, And I remember even Paul saying when he was sort of 16, he, he cut class on Wednesdays, mate, to go play the Wednesday club with Peter Senior, who was about 18, about yeah. 18, 19. And he said he was just a freak, a freak player. So it sort of gave him a pretty good insight how good you had to be. Yeah. Um, no, he, look, he always he always said playing golf for a living is a mugs game. Too hard. Uh, okay. He went he went down the chart account and all. And, and it sounds like the the words of an accountant, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, you're all idiots. Tell Peter Senior that now. Peter Senior bought a plane, didn't he? Oh, didn't I think he? So. <laughs> he bought a plane and he ran tours out of his own seven four seven or something. An amazing story. Yeah, no, he was um, no, he was brilliant. You know, I mean, you even talk of. Even the even the Aussie golfers from his own era, you know, even talk how good Peter Senior was when they were young. Yeah. He, you'd hear grades talk on the Channel Seven coverage or whatever it was in the Aussie golf, and he'd be just going, "Oh, mate, me growing up, and no one could beat Peter." Yeah, right. Freak, and no one could beat him for a long time. He was very. Oh, good. he was good. He was good. That eighty nine season was amazing. All right, so you watched your brother, and what we're getting to is, so you're a collector. So, um, but just but first with your golf, so you watched your brother. And then he, by watching him, then you wanted to be like him and play good golf or? Oh, look, not not straight away. Um, you know, to me, cricket was summer sport. Well, growing up in, in, in Gravely and Kapira, rugby league was uh, winter sport. So love playing both those. Getting over to Kapira is a bit hard from, you had to get on the push and go past Dawson Perot's main road. <laughs> You get yeah. belted by mum if Hang on, where, whereabouts in Brisbane is uh, Queensland is Kapira? Um, you call it probably northwest, uh, northwest Brisbane, and okay. over past Mitchelton, sort of heading out towards uh, Sanford. Okay, so it's and it's still a nine-hole course. No, no, Kapira's Kapira Country Club is a twenty-seven-hole, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, they hold sorry. the uh, Kapira Bowl there every year. Have been have done for years. Pretty good course, like really okay. good course. Johnny Sendon, I think, came out of Kapira too. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, good, good course, good course. Yeah, oh, but right. um, just getting there, mate. It was just you know, I, golf wasn't cool. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I hung out, mate. Played the played cricket. Wanted to open the bowl. And wanted to be like Dennis Lilly, um, you know, and playing rugby league. And just no time for golf until I, I actually got older. And um, we we moved from Kapira to Jindalee. And there was a nine. There's a nine-hole golf course in Jindalee, actually, right in the middle of Jindalee. And it's a really back back then in the eighties, early eighties. It was a bit of a gay track. And uh, I still remember my brother crying at the time because my parents wanted to move, and they had, they were looking at a house near Virginia, and they were looking at a house near Jindalee. And of course, my brother wanted them to go to Virginia so he could join Virginia Golf Club. 
where yeah. all the grades came from, Norman and Grady and all them. But um, no, they bought this house in Ginnelly and he's oh, no, what are you doing? Got to go to the nine-hole. I really so, thought of that, yeah. But wow. I said, mate, you know, didn't you have a car? Yeah, it's not yeah, that right. But um, so he would, uh, you know, he, he kept pushing and I'd play here and there and he always – Line was, mate, you're a natural. You're a natural. I was good at cricket. I was a good batter. And and, um, and we just, he got me out playing. He actually got me out caddying for penance. He was he he, he walked straight into, because he won a couple of cl- a club championship at, at Kapira right amongst the seniors when the senior were just, senior brothers were just rattling off his names up there on the board, Pete Cross. Um, in the middle of the seniors? In the middle of the seniors. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So he was pretty stoked at doing that. Can't remember what but, um, uh, what year that was, but seventies, I think. And um, and he walked when we moved to Jinder Lee, I think that would have been about eighty four, maybe eighty five, something like that. And uh, he walked straight in there then and won the club championship straight up. And and so he's a bit of a big. Probably thought he was a bit of a big week walking in, but they had some. They, and again, Jinder Lee for a little club, affectionately known as Royal Jinder Lee. Um, it's uh, there's nothing raw about it, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, he uh, there's some great players there that's that's come out of there as well. But um, so he got me our caddy in, and I'd never heard of this penance, and so he's up in the top order somewhere. And I was always a you know cricket, tennis, uh, a bit of tennis, a bit of teams tennis, a bit of um, uh, played rugby league, gravitated to rugby union. So love the team sports, you know, I love that camaraderie. Yeah. And. Uh, and by then I was playing a tiny bit of golf. Like I could hit it, didn't really know the rules, all that sort of thing. And um, and he uh, got me out caddying for penance and I'm like, what's this penance, you know? Oh, it's a team sport, you know, it's a team. It's the best, best players from your club going to play against other players from other clubs in the region or the division or whatever it is. And I was hooked straight away. But right. the thing about it was that, you know, I, um, I was Paul Cross's little brother. So it was an easy, it was an easy ride. Because on the back of his coattails, the club champion and all that sort of thing, and um, oh, and I was a, I was a little smart ass to be honest. So I was, right, he kept me in tow. So um, okay, but he said you were he said you were good. You're a natural. Yeah. So how good did you get? Oh, mate, I played off scratch. Um, got down to scratch. Probably about seventeen, eighteen. I was playing off two or three, um, and yeah, loving it. Hooked, hooked by that, you know, and. Uh, and so what yeah. was it that got you – I mean, uh, you know, uh, this is a sh- podcast for golfers. Yeah. And we, and we all get attracted by different things. W- what do you think it was about golf that, that got you? Oh, just how hard it was, realistically. Weird, like, isn't it? It's the hardest game I've ever played. And um, it was. It was just so hard. Uh, but, you know, it was ten terrible shots in that one good one. And you hear that, that's a cliche. Like you hear everyone say that, but it is. It is that one good one that you just snot it. Or you you, you picture the shot and you pull it off. You know, yeah. you might hit a, a climbing drawer up into a breeze and, and, you know, it's probably the hardest shot that I can think of. And uh, then you go and do it and you go, oh, I want to do that again. <laughs> and then you get the other side of it, you get the match play where you're playing a person, which is just even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> So you, did you play penance and things? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Played uh, played penance with the brother, which was bloody great. And uh, um, we played in the same side there at Broad in the Lee. Um, and uh, yeah, we loved it. Loved that penance. Loved that camaraderie of the penance. Penance, yeah. is, penance is special. And uh, and so, what about now? 
Matthew, and I'm talking to Matthew Cross. He's a collector, right? Yeah. I don't know. You're not a trader. Maybe you are a trader. We'll get to that. Um, but he's a, a strong collector and known as, I said in the beginning, the Salty salty Boys, they referred to you as something, but I can't remember what it was. How, how do they refer to you? Do you remember? I think it's the big guy. The big, we'll ask the big guy? Okay. Yeah. I think so. I and think and I asked them a question about a set of black shafts for a set of Greg Norman <laughs> Cobras, and they go, oh, I don't know, Jesus, I don't know. We better call the big guy. So, and that's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, there's a backstory to that, though. Um, yeah, I, I need, yeah, I'm no IT guru. Trust me, or tech, or tech, tech savvy, or I don't do a lot of Facebook. I don't do a lot, and until probably a couple of years ago, I didn't know what Instagram was. Um, realistically, and uh, anyway, I started getting on and I started posting a few pictures. My wife sort of pushed me in and said, Yeah, you should try some of this stuff on Instagram. The golf clubs, what's that? Yeah, the golf clubs, yeah, right. Okay, good. And, and I was, yeah, and anyway, she showed me, and I remember uh, looking up, looking up uh, Instagram and come across a couple of pages, and you just, you know, you go again, like you're what you're doing, you go down a rabbit hole, hmm. and one thing leads another, gives you suggestions on what you're looking at. And I remember just looking at photos going, oh, my God, oh, yeah, this is just so good. <laughs> and I've got to put some of my stuff up. Anyway, I put a uh, – uh, like I said earlier, I love rugby union. I, I used to play. And um, I've always sort of uh, been a part of Brothers Rugby Union. So I put the I put the crest up, Brothers Crest, and next thing I get this uh, – I get this direct message from Charlie – from the, the, one of the salties, and uh, so you're part of the filth, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers up here in Brisbane is affectionately known as the filth, and uh, so conversations led from that. Um, he saw some of my posts. Um, he saw some of the pictures of McGee, things like that, and uh, and he said, "Mate, we we do a salt digest, and I've already seen a couple that they do, and they're bloody brilliant. Like the salty mm. boys." Are special. Their their ideas are mad, and it's, it's so good. It's so refreshing, actually. Yeah. And uh, and he said, "Oh, we'd love to do a salt digest on 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 some of your gear, or one of your gear, or your favourite bag, or whatnot." And at the time, I I've got a um, one of Wayne Grady's old staff bags that he that he used to use, and I had a picture of myself on an Instagram page. Of, I, I rolled it out for a week, and and some um, beautiful Mizuno MS Eleven. Blades that I, I love to use. And anyway, so I, I chose them. And they said, "Get the Mizuno's out." So, and I think they affectionately know, know um, call the, the big old Mizuno whales, the big bags um, from yesteryear, the, the, the Frankie Baby Blues, which is uh, shout <laughs> yeah, out to yeah. Frank Nobler, yeah, uh, because he was a big Mizuno man. And uh, so I said, "Yeah, no worries, mate." And, and back and forth, and they sort of gave me the drum on what they, how I had to take these photos and. So, like I said uh, before, we started talking. A lot of my gear, or a lot of the stuff, I keep a lot here at work, but majority is at home. But this bag was at work, so I, I, I drove in on a Sunday and 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 got it. And if you can imagine an, a, an office, you know, just a big office, um, just banks and banks of fluoros, and the lighting's terrible. Mm. And so I um, I put it up on a on on a desk, and the, uh, still the lighting was terrible. So I tried to. Get up on this office chair, and at at the time, I'm weighing 150 kilos. <laughs> it's a big fella. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to take these photos on this office chair. Well, I'm standing on it, and 
anyway, I said to him that, uh, yeah, be lucky I haven't killed myself trying to do this for you, boys. And, and right. 150 kilos of T-bone steak, mate. And so I have been officially known to him as the big guy from oh, the big guy, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the collecting. So do well, do you remember the first set of clubs that you had? Absolutely. Bought and have you still of, got them? I have a couple. Yeah, I've got a couple of woods and a couple of um, of the iron. So Cobra Tour Model 2s, were, uh, which we, uh, was the, the set of irons, Cobra Tour Model 2s with three matching woods. And I reckon the dryer at the time was about seven degrees. It was just slice city. Um, that was the first set of, of clubs that, that were mine. Uh, bought my bought by my, by my brother, and um, yeah, had a had a uh, like two iron sandwich, had a ping answer putter, and you know just loved it. Yeah, just loved it. And so are they blades? Yeah, yeah full blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you do you still have you've got some some of that set, or you just is it one of those things that you go? I'm gonna because the salties were saying that you know they wanted to go back and buy a set of the DCIs, mm. the Black Triangle, because that was his first set, so he wanted to have those again. As a collector, is that what you do? You try and find the stuff that um, brings memories to you or? Um, yeah, no, um, absolutely. I mean, it's funny, I, you know, I've even growing up, I think when I first started working out how good, you know, I, the old saying is tools, not jewels, so I'm a, but I'm on the other side. Of the Sorry, side. say that again. The old saying a lot of people say about golf clubs is they are tools, they're not jewels. So tools, not jewels. Tools, not jewels. So the reference to say, you know, who cares what they look like, mate? Is they've got to do a job. Yeah, Whereas okay. I want them to sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and I love the look of them. So, um, yeah, I mean – I've forgotten what you asked me, actually. Well, do, do, I mean, what are you looking when you when you're getting clubs? What are you looking for? What do you? I mean, are you stuck in an era? So the, you know, yeah, I'm, I love the old school. I love, I, you know, I always wanted to. Ever since I can remember, like we were going back to about when I first started caddying for my brother, it took me out to the golf club. But within two games or two weekends of the penance, I reckon I'd memorized all the players what they were using. You know, um, I've always been in the year. You know, okay. Um, and that with cricket as well and bats so, and gloves and yeah. – Yeah, when I was young actually, just on the cricket side of things, I mean, who didn't love Greg Chappell? Who didn't love a, who didn't love a grey neck scoop, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I love Greg Chappell until, he, until the underarm incident. Yeah, well, true. And then, true. And then from then on it was, you know, did, and, and I'm sort of thinking about – Norman, now does do, do, do our sports heroes have a moment where they they fall off the perch and do that do that thing that is intolerable to because you're a Norman fan as well, right? Ah, oh, mate, we all love the shark growing up. Mm. Absolutely, we ride or ride or die with the shark. I yeah. mean, he was hard to watch too. He was just, you're just in tears half the time. Yeah, <laughs> and so what about what about? I mean, do you, have you collected? You said you got Grady's. Um, Mizuno bag. Have you co- deliberately collected Norman things? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say deliberately go after it. When you're talking about the Holy Grail, certain things pop up once in a lifetime. So if you're in the right yeah. place, right time, you'll grab it. And, okay. But you know, I don't deliberately go out and looking for Norman gear or you know. But I am. I am window shopping. 
all the time. And so I don't know whether to ask. Okay, so let's go through what you've got because, I mean, what what I would like the listener to get from this is that there is a genuine joy in, A, searching for old stuff, and I don't mean hickories. I mean, you know, that mid-range sort of 70s to 90s. Yeah. There's a true joy in looking at it. I'm guessing there's a fantastic joy in getting it. Yeah. And then what do you do with it? So let's start with what have you got? Um, well. What are you packing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've what got, aren't you packing? Yeah, I've got some items from of Jack Nicholas's. I've got some items of Greg Norman's. I've got some. So Greg Nicholas, I've got a set of his irons um, that he used in 1983. So a set of limited editions um, that was, was used by Jack. So I got that. So what are they? So they're a blade, so they're you know muscle back blade, um, uh, two iron to, to to pitching wedge, um, tiny 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 head made by McGregor. Um, so McGregor, Jack owned the company at the time. So um, are they the yeah. tawnies or something like that? No, they're just they're just McGregor just got his script on the back, his signature, and, yeah, and just limited edition. Okay, and you and did so. Then, do you game those clubs for a period uh, and go? Never game them. No. You're kidding? No, never. Why? Hit them. <laughs> uh, I don't. How know. could you have something like this and not use it? I don't know. I don't know. I. Um, that's a real uh, look. Trust me, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know why I haven't hit them. I just am scared to scared to. You know, they're probably like the best thing I've got. Okay. And, and, and are they mint, Matt? They're mint. Yeah, well, he used them for a season. Okay. So the, gig, the, the, the deal was with Jack apparently was he got three sets every year, uh, shipped out to his house. Yeah. And he went through them and he picked out A, B, C. And A, he used, he gamed. B was his backup and C, he gave to Matt Cross. So, um <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're referring to yourself in the third person. So oh, listen, so, so um, and then do, do you have a, um, do, do you have a, a notification or a whatever it would be called saying that these were Jack Nicholas's clubs? No, just not a notification. It's just the person I got them off. It's, okay, no worries. Is reputable. Okay, and so this was his third set. This would have been his third set, I'd say. But but then at the end of the season, they all went back. And they were broken down, like pulled apart, R and D, and put in the storage, given to the butler. Who knows? Um, and that's how I came across them. They were just 1983, uh, 1982. Sorry, 1982. And um, yeah, so they 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 came from um, one of the old employees at McGregor. Okay. Yeah. And they're perfect. Oh, they're, mate, you wouldn't even. Th- I'd, I'd I'd say they're the C set. Because he wouldn't even think he's hit him. You can see, you can see some spot, like some some center hit. But I would. They're certainly not the A set. That's for sure. They're in okay. mint condition. Yeah. Okay, and no um, bag chatter or nothing. No. Oh, wow. No. Okay, and uh, do you, can I ask what do you, do you have any idea on the value of those? No idea, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. Um, oh, look, just speaking. I, I have asked. I've asked the person I got them off, and. Uh, Who's I'm trying to wrangle a set of his uh, later model, like a, a, a set that he used as he was older from the from uh, probably I think it was about eighty eight, 
89. It's a set of um, of the cavities. They made a special cavity for him uh, as he got a little old. He wanted to try the cavity. So the JMP, McGregor JMP came out in 1986, uh, 1987, sorry. And, um, but that's, that, that, that's just too big a blade, too long a blade for him. So they got a, they got a blade and they just, they just hollowed it out, just machined it out. So it was basically a blade with a, it's similar to your cobra actually. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and he used that as an A-set and I'm trying to wrangle, uh, you know, I'm always keeping my, my finger in that pie, hoping one day that. So he's got a, he's got that set. Yeah. Your mate's got that set. Yeah. Right. And do you have no idea what he would sell that set for? Uh, he, he said to me he'd probably want probably about nine, ten grand. How many sets have you got? Uh, well into about 50, 60. Okay. Yeah. Just Still iron, married? Just irons, yeah. 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 So... <laughs> <laughs> Where do you? I've always, um, I've always said to Sonny, uh, my wife, I've always said, look, if if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, just please, and you start selling these, don't ever list them for the price I've told you what I paid for them. Please, just do some research first. Right. Yeah. So, how much money do you think? And you don't have to answer, but you've got tied up in golf clubs. Oh, yeah. And maybe a better question is, what value do you think you have in golf clubs? I'll be conservative. I, look, I don't know, Andrew, to be honest. It's really the, in the eye of the beholder. Um, but you'd think probably 30, 40 grand. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. And what's the – what? You, I, I, know, I know it's hard to say what the – you said you're always keeping an eye out for mm. certain things. What certain things, you know, is, are you looking for a Betonati – such and such, or a, what? Is it putters? Is it drivers? Is it the original Callaway Great Big Bertha? Um, no, look, I thought I knew you'd ask me this, and I, I, I thought, you know, about the Grail. What's the Grail? And I, I sat there and I'm like, I don't know what the Grail is because of it. You know, I don't know whether I've had it or not. You know, over yeah. The what years. if you've had it and you got rid of it? Yeah, I probably have. To be honest, trust me. <laughs> I said I sold the Grail. There's plenty I'd love back. Trust me. Um, and look, I'm pretty there's, sorry. There's plenty what? Oh, there's plenty of I would love to get back yeah. that I've sold or I've parted with or whatnot. And I'm pretty easy going, mate. In regards to you know, I give a lot of stuff away. To be honest, as well. Okay. And and you know, if someone buys something off me, I'm usually chucking something in as well. Oh, okay. I'm actually selling a few things uh, at the moment just to just to try and clean out a little bit. Um, and, um, and I said to actually, I spoke to the salty boys and they were sort of that, about what I was selling and things like that. And I said to them, I said, oh, and they were, I was a bit slow getting back to them on a message or something. And I said, mate, I said, this selling stuff, I tell you, I'm, I'm a buyer. <laughs> yeah, right. The amount of messages that you get asking questions and all this sort of thing. I'm so like, what, do, what, do, I mean, what do people want to know? Oh, just they'll use a message and they just want to know the ins and outs of the club, you know. Mm. Um, but it might it might be, you know, seven or eight messages long each time, which is, I mean, it's not an issue. But, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and I love a chat. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I just get sort of, you know, I get tied up and next year I'm sitting down for 
an hour later just talking to someone I've never met before. And yeah. I was like, who's that? And this is, and this, is this by text message mainly or usually, email? Or? Yeah, yeah, usually by text message. Now and again, if I, my fingers are sore, I'm like, what's your, what's your phone? I'm like, I'll give you a call. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that, that's really how I've come across it. It's just I've, I've sort of, when you talk about it, I'll go window shopping, I'll, you know, I might see something I like to some uh, to someone who's in Ohio, Ohio in the states or in Canada yeah. or something like that. And geez, there's some boys with collections over there. I tell you, just a little digressing there. <laughs> but um, uh, and I'll usually ask a question: What else you got? You know, yeah. yeah. Because if they've got this, you know, if they've got a, you know, something that's a little obscure, like what? Like you know, an original Scott style answer or something like that. You know, okay. Um, you know. 1963, Scott Stubble. Oh, what else you got, mate? You know? <laughs> oh, just so happens. Yeah. I had one guy, um, Mr. Koenig, Jeff Koenig, over in the States. Uh, if you listen to Jeff, g'day. Um, I put a post out ages ago, and we've all seen, surely we've all seen the movie Caddyshack, right? It's the easiest way to describe it. Well, Ty Webb, Chevy Chase's character, you know? <laughs> He's using Wilson, Wilson as the big old Wilson wild bag, and and uh, I wanted one. I just, I just, I'd had a few Wilson bags, but I, I wanted the big, the big whale you know, that they used. Wilson used the same bag for thirty years. You know, didn't change it. That was their Wilson bag, and they've just nineteen ninety five, I think it was. They went away from it. And they've never gone back. I do not know why. But anyway, there's a marketing thing. But um, yeah, and I wanted one, and I just that was just so hard to find. Mm. And you, know, you sort of look at things like that for you. And this is what I'm talking about, sort of when things pop up. There's nothing special about a Wilson staff bag, you know. Mm. Like it probably, you know, you went to the States, you'd find them everywhere. But here in Australia, a little different. And um, so came across the Facebook websites or the Facebook selling sites. The marketplace or what? Yeah. Marketplaces, yeah, yeah. And I just realised that you could put a, a note out to go, anyone got a Wilson bag? And the next thing I was joining 30,000 different sites <laughs> to, yeah. um, that are all in the States, America, England, all sorts of places. And I just put this post out. And next thing, boom, 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 all these guys. You know? And um, so Jeff, Jeff reached out to me with uh, one of Harlow Irwin's um, staff bags. And uh, I said, uh, yes, please. And... I said, you know, what else have you got? And he said, oh, you know, what's your phone number? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll FaceTime you. Okay. <laughs> All right. And he, he took me on a tour of his house. And my God, mate, I've got nothing really compared mm. to these guys in the States. They got everything. And he's just rabbit holes in this house, in the cellar, and, you know, just stacked. So, so like, uh- What's the attraction of having a stack of? I mean, and I, I think I think I'm with you in in that I I see them as beautiful, in like you know. Um, but there's a, a certain nervousness around trying to collect golf clubs as well. Not the value, but the staying married, and you know, and the wife going, "What? What? Why do you need another bag? Like, what? Like, I've bought a golf." Um, Big King Cobra, Greg Norman signature, yeah, at an op shop in Melbourne for ten dollars. Beautiful, per- in perfect. Well, it's got a tiny little tear in it. 
yeah. with the cover and all this. And then I start looking on the Facebook marketplace and there's one with a – it's a Greg Norman bag, but I can't have any Greg Norman stuff now actually used by him as a, because he's just – He's lost me for the moment, so I'm going to let that pass. But yeah, we're going down a wrong place, I think. Wrong place. So you know, which is a real shame because. So I'm glad I didn't devote. But it, so anyway, what's the attraction? Sorry, enough yeah. about me. What's the attraction for you about collecting? Um, I think like it's a yes to you thing. It's it, like you say, it's a, it's a reflection. Um, it's. I think they. I think all the old gear looks better. Mm. Like it's also a piece of art to me. Mm. I love art. Like you know, my wife and I both love art. Uh, love painting. Love a good painting. Love a good sculpture. Love a good loose statue. Love a good golf bag. My real things are the are the, are the big old staff bags. Like they, they, I love the big old staff bags. So how favorite. many have you got? Uh, about 15, 20, 25. So like where do you go? <laughs> Because you're, like you're in an auction and you're beating yourself up 25 30 30 35 40 yeah, yeah no, it, it's they honestly there's uh, I think it's about 32 so um, yeah. <laughs> I like the way you started at 15 so, yeah. and yeah. so what's the what's the pride of the fleet is there such a thing um pride of the fleet love grades is back mm. you know, I've always 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 loved a Mizuno bag in fact you know it's one of his old stuff bags um, I, uh, it, I don't have any one in particular's great bag. You know, I I love the McGregor bags back in the day. I love the colour. You know, um, I recently got a, a Palm Springs bag. You know, a big old leather Palm Springs bag. I'm, try and find, try and find them old blades. They're impossible. But um, yeah, it just the colour. Um, so, so Matt, is the idea for you that you you get the Palm Springs bag and then you go, oh, I know, I'll get the Palm Spring clubs and I'll put the Palm Spring clubs in the yeah. bag and then you have it there and then you can walk past it and flick through them and, and take, take this on at face value, but, you know, do you sort of when you stand there and you're going through the gear, do you go and go, oh, mate, I'm... I'm Hale Irwin, or and I'm here. I am. I got one eighty in. I'm going. Oh yeah, I'm going to cut a little. Do you do any of that stuff? Or yeah, I've, I, when, I, when I'm Hale Irwin, I put my glasses on, I wear the green, and you know, when I put the McGregor's out, you know, I wear yellow. And <laughs> no, I don't do any of that, mate. Right. But, uh, it's um, no, it just it's it is funny, and that's why I move stuff on because like art. You know, you, you get tired of looking at it, I guess. But, mm. um, you know, even like to me, even uh, uh, the backstory is huge. You know, I want to know where it came from. I want to know how you got it. You know, oh, like you just said, like to me, you find an, an old Greg Norman stuff in a, for 10 bucks in an op shop. That is cool. You know, mm. and that's a fine. And and a lot of it is about the hunt as yep. well. Um, Sometimes I sell stuff just to go find it again. You know, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's it, and like we're doing here, mate. I, I love communicating. I love talking about golf. I love yeah. just just chewing the fat, you know, and um, especially about golf. But look, at today's day and age, everything looks a bit bland for me. Um, everyone wears the same things. Everyone, you know, it's just sort of. I love yesteryear. I still think great. I still think Jack Nicholas is the greatest golfer we've ever seen. Yeah, uh, Tiger Woods is a very close second. Um, but you know, Jack's Jack, and uh, 
Arnold, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and as you said, you know, say with Norman, for instance, like I'm a, I, his golfing, I'm a huge, huge fan. Yeah. You know, and I watched that 30 for 30 special the other day on him and um, oh, yeah. and just the losses and and that we did ride those those losses, you know, like it was, it was, it was gut-wrenching for us. You said you've got some of his stuff. What have you got of his? Yeah. Uh, Nice set of grind, um, grinds, so irons. Yeah. Um, old set of shark irons, spaldings. Um, got the, um, you know, the full, uh, got the full uh, spaulding, um, yeah, shark irons. I've got the woods. Got a couple of his old persimmons. Um, so hang on, his clubs or? His clubs, yeah. Okay. And did you buy those in the, the big sale when he got rid of his stuff? No, no, no. I just came across them through, through, People like Jeff in America and whatnot. Okay. Um, yeah, and I tell you what, I've hit I've hit one of his old I've hit one of his uh, his old persimmons, and uh, I don't reckon I would have flexed the shaft. <laughs> so, <laughs> they are like telegraph poles, mate. It's uh, it's X yeah, right. four hundred shaft. It's just, wow. Well, and um, but yeah, it's in, you, you take your hat off. Like when you do that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can hit it. I'm a decent golfer, and. Uh, when you when you have eaten, you just go, take your hat off to him. You just go, oh, this guy must have just ripped it, you know, mm. at, at the ball. See him live plenty of times to, to get an appreciation of it too. And and he's like, yeah, his golfing is phenomenal. It's just mm. you know, lately, as a yeah, some of the stuff he's saying lately is just blown yeah. But um, yeah, so yeah, a lot of the obligatory stuff. Um, actually, a really good uh, friend of mine over in the states, uh, George Pollen, but he's. He's got one of his old wedges, and for years, like your black shafted cobra, mm. you know, he used to use a black shafted wedge, uh, rusty wedge, back in the eighties, nineties. And a lot of Greg's clubs were made made by Donny White at McGregor, like Don Don White's made clubs for everyone. Um, and um, anyway, he for years, I, I always wondered what that what that rusty wedge was. You know, what's that rusty wedge with a black yeah. shaft? Anyway, George George has got it over in over in America, and um, it's just a it's just a, a handmade McGregor Don White special with his with his rusty rusty as all hell. Yeah. With a, uh, with and how long on. how long would he have used that for? Oh, a I season? Would he? Oh no. He, he, well, yes, I, I guess so. He'd probably five or six or seven of them sitting there over in the corner ready to go. You know? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that's how a lot of them work. And just on the black shaft, so this is what I talked to the Salties about yeah. a little while ago. So do you have any idea? Because the uh, fellow I played golf with the other day said, I heard your podcast and you're talking about those black shafted cobras and I've got some bad news for you. i got a feeling they might be Chinese knockoffs. No, it's just a black shaft. Okay. It's cool. just a black steel shaft. They just, and, But it's a cobra steel shaft. Yeah, made by cobra. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're, they're doing it all now with the black, you know, Cam Smith's using black shafted stuff. Yeah, these days, but it's just a it, Norman. Norman, while he was waiting for the grinds to be made, uh, early nineties, he took a season and he, he was pretty much using uh, the same little little cavity back. Uh, mm. he took, took a season where he used, uh, I think it was what a, it's not a TRD. It's well, basically it was a it was You're a hard nerd. I just remember the small, like the little things, but um. But no, it would have been a handcrafted. It would have been a handmade, but like Jack's uh, muscle back with just just a little cavity, yeah, ground out. 
and, uh, so, yeah. so what should we, what, what should, in your mind, what should we be doing if we've got dads and grandfathers and, you know, mums and grandmas who have got or uncles sort of getting older and they've got old golf stuff? How do we know if it's any good or of any value um, in, a, in a wider sense? Well, send it to me. And if it's if it's no good, I'll give you five bucks. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, it's just have a look. Just have a look at the size. There's that many uh, those Facebook appreciation pages. And, oh, okay. And you can just stick a note out and go, "Is this worth anything, guys?" Um, you'll get answers straight back. You know, okay. So the community is it like it's a fairly giving community, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, all the all the all the dickheads are filtered out pretty quick. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. So it is. There's there's so many people like me out there, and um, there really is. And and it's just talking golf. End of the day, a bit like your, your 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 podcast. Okay. And where do you keep your stuff? Either at home or in a storage unit, or every office in. I run a little steel company here. Every <laughs> every employee who's got an office here has a bag in it with clubs. So yeah, and, yeah. And 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 um, what do you? play with what what do you play with now i pretty much every game i only play maybe six to ten games a year um and really look forward to those games and right. but i will dig out i'll take a set with me usually usually the newest one that i've got set that i've got and i've never hit them before nine, nine times out of ten and and i'm out just out with the old gear and using the persimmons and and I'll just grab it back, you know. It's pretty rare I play at the same set twice. Yeah. You're right. Um, I do have, a mo- f- do have a modern set Yeah, that I use, set of blades, set of tightest blades. Yeah. With a modern driver, modern freeboard, all that. A bit like Dan was saying in last week, week before. Yeah. Um, when I, uh, but, you know, even so, it, the biggest thing is the driver. That's the difference. Okay. Um, we've gone from the hardest club on the bag to hit to the easiest club on the bag to hit. Mm, That's sometimes. the difference. Irons, I don't, you know, a set of irons from 1980 to a set of irons today, I don't really feel a difference, to be honest. Like a good set of irons, good yeah. set of blades, forged forge blades. Um, yeah, even I've got a set, of, I, I've got a set of um, of Nicholas JMPs uh, that had he had made for him as well. Um, that um, they're not, they weren't his, but they were made made for him when he started up his own business. So they were made in in the early 90s, and you put a set of those out or a set of uh, Cleveland Byron Nelsons or even going back further, you get a set of Wilson FG Fed 17s or, you know, the only thing that's a little difference is the the bounce on them, you know. Okay. It's a little sharper. So you've just got to adjust your hands a little bit more. But I could take a set of irons out or set the latest set of irons and I don't really feel much difference. What about the um, Cleveland TA1s? Where do you rate those? Great club. Sold them. Oh, no. I oh, know. I would have held on to those. I went and Googled them last night. I went, shit, I wonder how much a new set of TA1s it cost me. I oh. found the TA2s. They're beautiful. Yeah. With the little oh, Cleveland. Cleveland's make special golf clubs. Yeah. They really do. But the TA1s are beautiful. Oh, no. Gone now. What are we using at the moment, Andrew? Uh, now I'm using the Hogan FTX set. Well, you can't go wrong with with Hogan's, mate. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Oh, they're special. 
And when they're bad, they're bad. When they're yeah. great, they're just there's literally nothing like it. When you're not like that, and look, I recently, I recently shout out to Scotty Hayes, mate of mine. Hazy, um, Hazy, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he he um, convinced me, or, or was in my ear like recently that I should be at least trying something new. And uh, so I, I said, all right, yeah, you know, hook me up. What do we got? And the, the T100s, the Titleist T100s, like the latest sort of AP1s or AP2s, whatever they're called. And uh, I played a couple of rounds over the Masters weekend with them, all specced up for me, got the shaft in them for me and everything like this. And, and they were nice, beautiful. But mm. no, nah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like what, have you tried a, um, you know, like a, um, uh, I don't know, like the Callaway Rogue irons or the, you know, it's sort of yep. the new tailor made. Yeah. Uh, what no. are they called? Scotty's got a set of the, 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 um, the, uh, Callaways, the latest sort of the, the, the player's cavity. The, the, yeah. Okay. He got, he, he, he got, what, what about, did, um, just to finish, any game improvement clubs worth collecting? No idea. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> Not your bag, right? Not my guy. No, no. Old blades. Yeah, I've pretty much used blades my whole life. First set of was, like I said, the Cobras, and um, uh, I've, uh, you know, the first real good set that I ever laid eyes on was my mate Poogs, uh, Jeff Gunton. He was he when I was you know fifteen sixteen. He he's a year older than me. He was the gun at Raw generally and around the traps, and he was a great player. 15, 16, 17, 18, and uh, his dad got him a set of uh, the Hogan Apex grinds. Mm. Came out in nineteen ninety, and uh, they 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 came after the red lines. Everyone knows the red lines, but the, the <laughs> next one was the the Hogan Apex grinds, <laughs> and they are still to this day probably one of the prettiest golf clubs I've ever seen. So the Hogan Apex grind grinds. Yeah. So that's what I've got to find. Well, not I mean, the Hogan Apex blades from '99. No, no, there's nothing wrong with those either. They're, that's that's what I. That's I've got a couple of sets of them. They're beautiful. Have you? Anything got a, Hogan and anything Apex, mate. Don't don't have to get rid of it. Just keep using them. Mm. Just keep using them. Now there's a, now there is a. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, hold you up. But there's a uh, there's a club. There's a comp, club company. Like we talk about, I could use. I could pull out a set of '72 Apexes and. It'd be like using something of today's. Yeah. The bounce. Hogan knew what he was doing when he was building golf clubs. Yeah, okay. It's all about the bounce. It's all about the bounce. What are you looking for to finish? What are you – so someone's – whatever you're looking for, someone's got it. I'm actually looking for, at the moment, a uh, Maxfly Australian Blade 4 iron because Old Salty's got a set of Maxfly Australian blades and it's missing a four-iron. So, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so what about the – Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say the Revolution. So I've seen the – I remember the Revolution from when I was younger and yep. I thought that was a really top players club. Yeah. Were they any good? Very good. Very good. Stainless steel head, lovely. Um, this, the Maxfly Dunlop, geez, they, they, you know, they were all the way back to Slashinger and all that and – Used to make clubs for for the Bear and Arnie and Player and Trevino when they all came out yep. to play in the the Aussie circuit back in the fifties, uh, back in the sixties, and um, you know anything Dunlop, Maxfly, yeah, Maxfly Revos are great. 
just as made a great ball back in the day as well. Yeah. Do you collect balls? No, that's what Scotty's for. Scotty Hayes. Oh, okay. 60, 70 oh, I, better call, I better call Hazy. Yeah, get on Hazy, mate. He's got 60, 70 dozen of Balladas still. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, he's the Ballada man. Oh, <laughs> it's only my two old men now. Hey, um, Matt, I just want to say thanks for your time. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'd love to see your um, collection and, yep. uh, well, maybe one day we'll see how we go. At, at the very least, have a game. But it, really nice to talk to, you know, someone with the, the true love and a stack of what's the sorry last question I promise what's the no what's worries. the shit what's the shittest set that you've got what's uh, the one you look at and go geez I hope no one notices them <laughs> um anything ping yeah, oh, right. sorry sorry ping lovers um no it's uh I've well it's probably not the it's the ugliest I've got an ugliest wood and it's an old ping seven wood um mm. That just sits there. I've got a titleless uh, seven wood that's wood on the back and steel on the front. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like and cream steel, like it's cream <laughs> spray job. Yeah. Oh, there's, look, there's some there's some horrible golf clubs over the years. Um, just just on the pings. This is really the end. Just on the pings. Yeah. Um, they look like the, the ping eyes, the original ones, and. Uh, they look valuable. Yeah. Don't they? They do. Are they valuable? Yeah. They are. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they are. Certain stuff in ping. Like I said, you go go back, certain model answers like putters, certain model um, uh, irons, I2s. Um, what about the ping eyes? Oh, beautiful. Like, you know, aeronautical geniuses, ping. Yeah, you right. Know, realistically. Yeah, they're brilliant. Um Nothing better than looking at a set of the old brilliant coppers sitting in a white ping bag, you know. <laughs> Not for me. Never. They look down on a ping. I just. I can't do it. Yeah. But, um, but no disrespect. It's. it's, it's right. They do. Geez, they look sexy. And do you? And so the. I reckon the bottom line. You, if you know, you know, you've got a problem when it's hard rubbish chuck out, and you drive along, <laughs> you meander along slowly, and every golf bag you see, you get out and have a look. <laughs> but I think you're mad if you don't. Oh, you got to just have a look. Have a look. I mean, that's the thing. Like we, we, we sometimes I say, to wife, <laughs> "Do you want to go to any? Uh, do you want to go to the antique shops?" Yeah, the before? markets. Let's go do some and, markets. Yeah, you, know, you want to go to the antique shops? Have a look at a couple of antiques. And she's, "Oh yeah, okay." So I'm beelining for the for the back corner. Oh, there's a golf club. Let's go look at it. Oh yeah. yeah. Put that back. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is the golf clubs are always in a corner. They're always in the corner. They're always in a corner. All right, Matt, look, we'll leave you there. Thanks very much. Um, uh, Yeah, as I say, appreciate your time. And if you're sitting on some stuff, uh, investigate it because you might be on a real treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Could also be on a bag of steel. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Matt. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Andrew. Good on you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that's Matthew Cross, collector extraordinaire. And as I say, it's like literally like diving down a rabbit hole and or a wormhole or a another parallel universe. Uh, his Instagram page that you can look at is Era Golf, E-R-A-G-O-L. There might be a, um, an underscore between the two words. There aren't many posts, but the stuff that he's got is absolutely beautiful. And I think that'll give you an idea of um, the kind of collector he is. And maybe you're packing something as well. Maybe you've got a secret stash of golf clubs hidden away in a cavity in the ceiling. Maybe you've got them out on display. I don't know. Um, but if you do, and I, and I hope you do, I've got something hidden away somewhere and you haven't put it on rubbish chuck out like our beautiful tailor-made bubble burner. God, who throws that out? Guys in trouble, throw it out. Um, I hope you're enjoying it. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, more to come. Uh, we're going pretty wide. And uh, one of the top teaching pros in the world has COVID now. Uh, And when he's done, we're going to chat. So that's in the next two weeks. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening and thanks to Matthew. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.